Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. We are talking about a subject matter none other than faith. And the message today is entitled, Without Faith, It's Impossible. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that without faith, it's impossible to please please the Lord. I'll go a step further and say without faith, it's impossible to be successful. Without faith, it's impossible to overcome obstacles. Without faith, it's impossible to, to, to manifest your destiny. Without faith, it is absolutely impossible for you to achieve all that God has set forth for you to achieve. Faith, my brothers and sisters, is the central and essential belief that guides, that steers, that anchors our belief in a crucified and resurrected Savior. In other words, everything that we stand on begins and ends with what we believe about Jesus. I will tell you this, my brothers and sisters, if you struggle with who Jesus is, who Jesus was, and what he did, you will struggle with everything else you ever hear. The whole entire Bible is orchestrated to tell the story all about Jesus. From the beginning in Genesis all the way to the end in Revelations, it all is focused on the Messiah Jesus. And if you struggle with what you believe about Jesus, if you struggle with believing that he actually performed the miracles that the Bible said he performed, if you struggle with believing that our Jesus could actually take a couple loaves of bread and about five fish and have the biggest fish fry known to man, then you will struggle with everything else. If you struggle to believe that, that, that our Jesus laid his hands on a person that was stricken with a disease called leprosy and because he touched that person and they were healed instantly, then you will struggle with anything else that we believe in this Bible. If you struggle with, with the notion that, that, that Jesus uh, spit into the dirt and turned it into mud and took that mud and laid it on somebody's eyes and they could suddenly see, you will struggle with everything else that we'll talk about. Our faith, everything that we believe is predicated on what we believe about Jesus. Everything. And if we can't get that part right, we'll struggle with every other part of the Bible. It is by faith, my brothers and sisters, that we pray. It is by faith that we worship. It is by faith that we assemble. It is by faith that we give. It is by faith that we serve. It is by faith that we believe that the local church is the hope of the world. I would even go a step further and say it is by faith that we decide to love all of humanity, believing that we're not loving them in vain. It is by faith that we exist. It is most importantly by faith that we receive salvation. You know, Christianity is the only religion that says that 
by grace, <laughs> by grace alone can you be saved. By grace alone can you be forgiven. By grace alone, Noah, you don't have to do any sacrifices. You don't have to do any Hail Marys. You don't have to do any confessions to one pastor or a priest. Only Christianity says by faith in Jesus do we receive salvation through the portal of grace. It is by faith. We're the only ones, the only belief system in the entire world that says that. That's what separates us. So some of you may be asked, okay, I get it. I get it. So what is faith, Pastor B? You, you talk about this faith, faith thing. What is faith? And the beauty is I don't have to give you the Webster's definition or the Meridian definition. The definition is found right here in Scripture, Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 3. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It simply says this. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed and God's com- and at God's command. That we now see what that what we now see did not come from anything that we can't that can be seen. It is by faith that we believe this. It is by faith that we believe that, that, that God gave Noah the power to build an ark. Now we go on cruise ships. It is by faith that we believe that God literally stopped water from flowing, made an area dry, and people crossed over, and not in mud but dry land. It is by faith that we believe that. It is by faith that we believe that Jesus crucified on the cross, put into a tomb, defeated death by coming out of the tomb. It is by faith that we believe that. It is by faith, my brothers and sisters, that we believe that. Let's talk about what I said here in the scripture. It says here, it gives us assurance. Catch that. It gives us assurance. This word assurance translated means this. Ready? Catch this. The translation of the word assurance means an active certainty that what God has promised will come to pass despite our ability to not see it yet. Catch that. It is an active. In other words, faith is not a noun or an adjective. It is a verb. It is action. It is action. It's active. It's something. It's believing. It's, it's, it's working. It's an active certainty. It's not saying, I hope God will answer my prayers. It's saying, I know God will answer my prayers. It's not, it's not hoping. It's not wishing. It's active. It's alive. It's active. It's in motion. It's putting what you believe to test. It's putting what you know about God to test. It is active. It is active certainty that despite what we cannot see will surely happen. We believe in the Jesus that many of us have never met for over 2,000 years. Never sat with him, never broke bread. We believe in this. Why? Because most of us have experienced the blessing that came right from the hand of Jesus. Faith is confident action in response to what we know about God. Faith is confident. It's confident. Catch that. It is confident action in response to what we know about God. And here's what I know. Ain't nobody in this room that don't got a testimony on their lips. If 
I ask you, how was your last year? You can go right over your head immediately. Oh, I had this situation happen, but had it not been for God, woo. I can ask you, how was your week? Some of y'all can say, man, yesterday, I didn't even know I was going to make it to church, but God. Everybody in here has a but God moment. Everybody in here has a but God story. Everybody in here say has a story that says, had it not been for God, where would I be? Everybody in here has that. And you have that because of faith. So when you look at your life, you look at what he's already done. And that's the active faith that we have. That's the certainty because he has not left or forsaken us. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. Some of us today are existing because of prayers that grandmama prayed. Some of us today are still standing on the prayers of great granddaddy. Some of us today are still standing on the prayers of mama and daddy and friends and others. Some of us are standing on that and because we stand on those prayers, that is the active certainty that lies within us. It is the beauty and the grace of this wonderful thing called faith. We exist because somebody prayed on our behalf. Faith is confident action in response to what God has made known. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this about faith. The writer in Ephesians, who is Paul, he says this to the church in Ephesus when he's talking about putting on the full armor of God. Watch this. It's so good. He says to the church in Ephesus, he said, listen, and for 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 protection, he says, put on the shield for protection. Put on the shield of what faith for protection. Put on the shield of faith. For protection. You know why I love that scripture? Like, I don't know about you, but I am a huge Game of Thrones fan. All right, I know y'all judge me, judge me. It's okay, it's all right. I know it's violent, I know it's vulgar, I know it, but I love it. I don't care. It looks a lot like the battles that David fought in the Bible. I'm being honest. If you read the Bible, David, that stuff that he fought, man, I'm like, yo. It's crazy. So I love Game of Thrones. And so I love the battle scenes. And if you look at some of the battle scenes, uh, when they're going into war, they have a shield. Right? And the shield serves two purposes. Catch this. The Bible says, Paul is telling, giving instruction to the church in Ephesus. He says, put on the shield of faith. It's interesting that they use faith as a shield. Why wasn't faith like the helmet? Why wasn't faith like uh, 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 the sword? No, Faith is the shield. You know why faith is the shield? Because the shield serves two purposes, like in the Game of Thrones. You can, the enemy can throw something at you, and with the shield, you can block it. But the shield also serves as a weapon because it makes you advance, and once you get to your enemy, you can use that shield to pound your enemy into the ground. So when he's saying to the church in Ephesus, put on faith as the shield, faith not only fights the lies of the enemy, faith not only fights the lies of doubt, Faith not only fights the lies that people, your haters may be telling you, faith also beats them down with it. Oh, y'all didn't amen on that. Some of y'all must not know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all must ain't got no haters that's been talking bad about you. Some of y'all must not have never been told no by an employer. Some of y'all may not have been told no by the bank, but you still walk out saying, oh, I'm going to claim it anyway. You must not know my God. I know what your papers say, but you must not know my God. Some of y'all must not have faced depression before and looked depression in the face and say, uh-uh, not today, Satan. Joy is in my heart. Some of y'all must not have been through nothing and had to go through nothing and had to put on that shield to protect yourself and to defend yourself 
I'm talking to people who've had to wear the shield of faith and use it as a weapon against the enemy. That's what I love about this scripture. He said, put on the shield of faith, arming yourself with the shield of faith to fight everything that's coming against you, but also to use that at, to beat the devil down. He could have said anything as the, as the weapon for, for the shield, but he said faith. I will tell you this, my brothers and sisters. James tells us whenever we go through trials of any kind, he didn't say if. James never said if you go through. He said when you go through. In other words, we're promised. We're promised to go through something. We're going to go through challenges. We're going to face challenges of all kinds. We're going to come against all kinds of things. But he says when you go through challenges of any kind, count it joy. Why? Then he talks about how we use our faith. It builds our faith. It gives us the endurance. James tells us this. We're going to go through stuff. But here's what I want to tell you. Ooh, y'all got to catch this. This might be tweetable. You might want to get your phone ready. This is better than y'all might amen to. But I like what I'm about to say. It says this. Your measure of faith. Woo, here it comes. Is equal to your le- Your measure. Watch this. Your measure of peace is equal to your level of faith. Woo, that was better than y'all shouted too. Man, if this was a Pentecostal church, I would have had three runners. Come on, somebody. Catch that. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Your measure of peace is equal to your level of faith. In other words, if you are struggling with anxiety, if you are nervous about what's going on, if you look at the calendar and say, oh, my God, I got more month than I have money, and that stops you from moving forward with your destiny, guess what? Your faith level is here, and that's why you have no peace. But the more peace you have in your life, the greater your level of faith. If I'm walking around saying, I don't care what they say, I don't care what's going on in my life, I got faith in my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your measure of peace is equal to your level of faith. It's crazy when I see Christians act the way we act in this political environment. We act nervous because a man is in office. I'm going to say that again. Because a man is in office. We act like we don't know who sits in the highest office in the world. I don't care who sits there. Their term ends. But the term of God never comes to an end. He is always the alpha and the omega. He will always be the king of kings. He will always be the Lord of lords. He will always be my strength in times of trouble. He will always provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory in heaven. Somebody knows I'm telling you. I'm not worried about what the person in the office going to do with health care because my God is a doctor in the sick room. He's a very present help in times of trouble. I'm not worried about who's sitting in the office when I know that my God sits on high. The highest office in the world. In the universe. I'm not worried about that. But you know why we do? Because we are not a people of faith. We are a people of belief. Here's what happens. I believe that the person in office, if I vote for the right person in office, they will make the right decisions. I believe in their power. But you got to have faith in his power. So no matter who's in office, no matter who's sitting in a place of authority, their authority is no greater than the authority of God. No matter what laws that happen here on earth, no law supersedes the law of God. But here we are anxious. The church divided. 
the country divided. Why? Because we have belief in humans. We have belief in mankind and we lack faith. And now all of us in this land are anxious. Why? Because our level of faith in God is low, but our belief in man is high. And we don't have peace. There is no peace on earth. Goodwill to men is gone. We might sing it during Christmas, peace on earth, goodwill to men, but it's gone. There's no peace right now. We're relying on a source that can't give us the peace. The only peace that can give, the only source that can give us peace is God and God alone. That's where it comes from. So we got to stop operating in belief and start operating in faith. Watch this. I love what George Miller said. George Miller was an amazing missionary. He was a pastor. He was a minister. But George Miller says this. Catch this. It's going to go really fast. I'm going to try to slow it down. The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. The beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. I'll say it real slow because y'all were too quiet for that. (laughs) The beginning of anxiety When you start feeling some kind of way, when you find yourself in your feelings, that is the end of faith. But I got good news. The beginning of true faith, when you start believing in God's power and not your own, is the end of your anxiety. When you start looking at what's presented in front of you saying, oh, it's not my problem, it's the Lord. When you start looking at the battles in front of you, oh, the battle is not mine, it's the Lord. When you start looking at what the doctor says, you say, "Uh uh-uh, not my God. My God can heal that. I know what you said, doc. I know you went to school for a long time. I know you got all kind of degrees and all kind of letters behind your name. But my God is El Shaddai, God, the Lord Almighty. My God is the God that saves all people. My God is the same God where a woman that had a disease with with hemorrhaging that touched just the hem by her faith just touching the hem of his garment she was healed bible tells us it didn't happen out of luck (laughs) this woman had an issue with bleeding for years and she said if by faith if i can just i believe so much in what this man can do for me if i can just touch the hem of his garment i believe i can be changed jesus was walking through the crisis something came out of me Something just came out of me. What was that? All these people, he felt the faith of this woman, and because of that, she was healed instantly. She had gone through this issue for years, the Bible said. Over a decade, an issue with bleeding, hemorrhaging. Now, I know y'all women know all about that. This woman had a continual menstrual cycle, if I could say it that way, nonstop. There was nothing they could do about it. She said, by my faith. If I can just get close enough and touch the hem, just the thread, the bottom of the man's garment, I believe that that will be enough. And God, Jesus says something came through me and she was healed instantly of that issue while he was on the way. Watch this to heal somebody else. Do you know you can get an on the way blessing? Y'all better look at your neighbor and say, you might be getting blessing while it's coming your way. Give me a little bit of that, too. You can get an on-the-way blessing. God may be getting ready to bless your neighbor. You better get close to him and say, while you're on the way to bless them, God, stop by here for a while. By faith. Listen, the best way we can understand what faith is is to kind of tackle what faith is not. The best way we can kind of really uh, understand what faith is to is to kind of get rid of the things that we think faith uh, is to know what faith is not. So let's talk about that. What faith is not. I'm going to go through these pretty fast here. Stay with me. Number one, 
Faith is not wishful thinking. <laughs> that's called genieism. At least that's what I call it. Like genieism is, I hope this works out for me. Genieism is playing the lotto and saying, you know what? I'm going to take my chance. God, I've tried everything else, so let's roll the dice. Ah, snake eyes. That's wishful thinking. Faith is not that at all. Faith is, faith, faith is not hopeful thinking. It's not wishful thinking. Faith is not saying, oh, man, God, I'm going to come to you, Lord. I come to you the best way I know how. I come to you as humbly as I can. God, I hope you're listening to me. As soon as you say hope, God said, all right, you ain't, you ain't ready for this. As soon as you said hope in your prayer, God said, you ain't ready for this. I, but I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to listen, but you ain't ready for this. Soon as you said, God, I, 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 I wish you would, soon as you say wish, God said, no, you ain't ready for this. But I'm going to listen, but you ain't ready for this. God wants people of faith. God wants you to step out there saying, God, I know you are the alpha and the omega. God, I know you made plans for my life to give me a hope and a future, not for disaster. God, I know you are the God that can heal me of anything. God, I know you're the one that can promote me. I know that you made me qualify. I know that you made me perfectly while I was yet in my mother's womb. God, I know what you can do, and I believe every part of it. So since I know what you can do, God, by the name of Jesus, I declare that it shall happen to me in this season. God don't want no hopeful people. Let me go in here and say, oh, oh, God, I'm coming to you as humbly as I know how. I hope you're listening. As soon as you say hope, God was like, yeah, you ain't ready for this. Because you keep hoping, and I'm ready to just open up the floodgates of heaven and rain down on your behind. I'm ready to give you a blessing so big, pressed down, shaken up, and running over, but you still hoping. I want you to know what I can do so that I can expand your capacity to receive what I'm about to give you me hoping i got this do you have faith in me because when you hope what you're saying is you don't have faith in god that's what hope is saying i wish you're saying i don't have faith god wants you to come boldly god's like do you know who i am do you really know who i am have you read about me god is sitting there saying you must not know about me you must not know about me i can have another you in a minute all right i'm just saying <laughs> my Beyonce fans get it where the beehive at I know y'all in here salute <laughs> listen faith is not wishful thinking the second thing faith is not <laughs> faith is not a feeling it's not a feeling it's not an emotion too many of us think faith is an emotion oh, I feel I, I, I feel faithful. I feel, I feel, I have feeling of faith. No, no, it's not a feeling. It's not, feel, it's, it's not saying, you know, I feel like God is listening to me. I, 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 I feel like he, he's responding. It's not a feeling. Faith is knowing. It's action. It's, a, it's not an emotion. It's, it's not something that you, you feel. Uh, it, it, it's, watch this. You don't feel faith. You live by faith. You don't feel by faith. Right? It's not a feeling or emotion. It's not walking into a dark room and feeling your way around. That's not, that's not what faith is. Faith is walking into a dark room knowing where the exit is. Faith is walking into a dark area knowing, like, listen, I'm going to get out of here and I ain't even worry about it. Faith is knowing what God can do. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. Faith is not believing God can, but it's knowing God will. <laughs> faith is not believing God can God I, I, I believe you can 
and, and, and that's okay. I mean, many of I've been there before. God, I believe you can, you can perform a miracle out of a miracle. God, I'm like, cool, I'm glad you believe that. Just like those people believed in the brother that crossed Niagara Falls, but they didn't have faith enough in him to carry them across Niagara Falls. They're like, I believe you, but, but yeah, I don't, you ain't done it with a human yet. I mean, you did it with some bricks, but you ain't done that with a human yet. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be the one that you do it with. That's belief. God's like, okay, that's cool. You believe that I can, but do you have faith that I will? I don't care how long you've been going through it. Think about, think about Sarah. <laughs> I know God can do all things, and then all of a sudden in her old age, God says, listen, I'm going to let you have kids. I'm gonna, listen, out of your womb is going to come a nation. Sarah's like, <laughs> Abraham's like, she went and told Abraham, Abraham was like, woman, what you been drinking? You better cut that out. Not today. You know how old I am? And a nation came out of her womb at an old age. Why? Because it's not believing God can, it's knowing that he will. God is a promise maker, not a promise breaker. If God said it, that settles it. That's it. Amen. If God said it, he will do it. It don't have to happen in your generation, but if God promised it, it will happen. How do I know? Well, he told the people in Israel he was taking them to the promised land, but some of them didn't believe, and for 40 years they wandered. Why? Because they had issues with faith. They were believers. But then there was the next generation. God said, you know what? I'm going to let them sizzle in the pot for a while. I'm going to take this next generation because I believe this next generation, that's where faith lives. And by faith, that next generation stepped boldly into the land that God had promised them. It was by faith that they did it. By faith, by faith, by faith. It's believing in it. And if God says it, that settles it. Amen. If God said he's going to do something for you, he's going to do something through you, you got to believe it. I don't care if you can't see it. That's what faith is. You may not witness it in your lifetime, but surely it's going to happen. Don't get in the way of the blessing. It will happen. Faith is saying, I don't believe God can. I know God will. If God said it, that settles it. Amen. If he said it, he's going to do it. Everything he's ever said, all of his promises are yes and amen, plain and simple. God, if you said it, yes, I believe it. That settles it. Amen. All of God's promises are yes and amen. I know a God who will. And the thing is, it's not blindly believing it. It's having that moment of looking over your life and remember how he did it before. And I will tell you, my brothers and sisters, whatever your faith level is, you have already gone through your worst days. What do you mean by that, pastor? You already had a worst day moment. Oh, this is the worst day of my life. And you made it through it. And you'll face another challenge. You'll say, oh, this is the worst day of my life. And guess what? You'll make it through that again. You already overcome your worst days. And guess how you did it? By the power and the grace of God. It was the power and the grace of God that brought you this far. Some of y'all are sitting right now on a prayer you prayed many years ago. You asked to be where you are today. And some people sitting here saying, I ain't asked for this struggle though. How do you think when the seed sprouts out? And the plant comes through. You think it comes through the ground easily? Oh, it struggles to break the soil to blossom to be what God designed it to be. How do you think the most precious jewel in the world becomes the most precious jewel in the world? It goes through the fire. 
I'm talking about a diamond. I got some diamonds in here that know what I'm talking about. A diamond looks like a coal in its most transparent in its most raw state, but it goes through a process to become a rare jewel. And the beauty of a diamond, there is never, ever a twin. You'll never find two diamonds that are exactly alike. Why? Because they each have their own value. But in order to find that value, you had to chip off all of the stuff that was around it. It had to be shaped and molded. It had to go in the fire for a little bit. And then it had to be cleaned. And once it was cleansed, it would sit on the shelf and it was available for all to see in all of its splendor and glory. And I'm talking to some people in here that saying, you know what? I've been going through some stuff for a while. I know you said I I prayed for this moment, but goodness, I didn't pray for the struggle. And God is saying, but you're going through the process. Just make it through the process. And I will set you up in front of everybody to see all of the splendor and glory, not for your sake, but for my sake. I want to show the world what I can do with a rough coal. I know it don't feel good right now, but by faith, you'll look back at this moment in your life. And you have a testimony by faith. It don't look good. It don't feel good right now, but you'll make it through this and have a national best-selling book that will change the world by faith. But you got to go through the process. God has already made plans for your life and he's made them for good, not for disaster to give you a hope and a future. But you got to go through the process and you make it through the fire by faith. How do I know? Well, let's look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in the fire. They were threatening. The king said, well, put them in the fire. Burn them. They want to serve somebody else. They don't want to call out me as the great person that I am. Put them in the fire. They're like, by faith, put us in the fire. They in their plan, uno, in the fire. They look in there like, what? I see one, two. The Bible says, I see one, two, three, four. Wait, hold on. What do you mean four? There was Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and the Holy Spirit in the fire. And the Holy Spirit represented the faith that they had to go into the fire to show the king, we serve a God that's greater than any man on this land. I'm preaching better than y'all talking to me this morning. Faith is not believing God can. It's knowing God will. Let me close right here. Number four. Faith is not just prayer with words but confident belief with action. It's not just prayer with words. God, I believe you can. I know you can. God, you promised me that land, so I'm going to go ahead and claim it. No, God is saying, okay, you've claimed it, but you ain't walked in it yet. I know you believe me to do what I'm going to do, but you've got to take some steps toward the destiny. I know you believe me to keep you through it, but you ain't walking. You just still sitting. Show me you believe me. Step out there on faith. Show me you believe that I can do what I said I could do. Show me you have faith in me. Show me that you you know that I'll never leave nor forsake you. Show me by your actions, not by your words. I hear your words, but let me see them in action. Faith is not just prayers with words. It's confidence with action. Whatever you believe in God for, step out there. Quit waiting. God has said, why don't you just walk? Step out there. I know it's scary. That's good. Take that scary and lay it on my lay it on my altar. Take that 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 burden you feel to step out there and give it to me. Whatever is holding you back from stepping out there, I dare you to just let me have it for a moment and watch that I don't leave you or forsake you. 
When I look at this kind of faith, and if you've been with me, you've heard this story, and I'm going to close with this story. I think of my son, Jakai. It's crazy that my son is getting ready to go to college next year. That's my baby boy. That's my firstborn. And I remember when he was three years old, we would take trips to Tallahassee where my in-laws live, and Jakai loved to swim. And so they have an eight-foot-deep pool on one side and shallow on the other side. They used to have a diving board. And we go, and Jakai just one day, he just wasn't paying attention, or maybe he was. I don't know. He just jumped in the water, in the deep end. And I jumped in and grabbed him and got him out. But I think that moment may have shook him from that point forward. So every year, we would go to Tallahassee. And he would go to the edge of the diving board and trick us. And I would be in, this, in the deep end, treading water until he jumped. He, I'll be right there. Come on. Come on. Jump, buddy. Jump, jump, jump. He'd come to the end. He'd fake us out. Two years go by. He'd tell me, Daddy, this is the year I'm going to do it. Daddy, I'm going to jump into that water. I'm going to jump off the diving board. I, I'm going to do it this year. So he's five years old. He gets there. I'm like, come on, boy. You got this. You're Santiago. You got this, boy. Daddy's right here. And he gets to the edge, and he, he didn't do it. Two more years go by. He's probably seven years old at this point. We're talking about we're going to Tallahassee. He said, I'm jumping off the diving board. I'm ready. Come on. I'm going to do this, dude. I, I got this. Dad, I can't wait. I can't wait. He's counting down the days when we go to Tallahassee because he's going to jump off the diving board. I'm going to jump off the diving board. I said, all right, brother, whatever you say, man. Finally, the trip comes. We go to Tallahassee. Before we out of the car, good. He does like a Superman. He goes from whatever he was wearing in the road, on the road to his swim trunks instantly. I said, man, you were really ready. We get out there. I jump in. I'm in the deep end. I'm treading water. I'm like, come on, man. You got this. We're cheering him on. Come on, Jakai. And he's like, I got it. I got it. it." And he didn't jump. He he was so defeated. I said, son, don't don't worry about it, man. I said, what's holding you back? You know I'm going to be there, right? He's like, yeah, but I'm just, I'm afraid. I don't know. I said, I'm there, but you won't know if I'll be there to catch you until you jump. He said, I'm doing it tomorrow. Next day comes. We're ready. Everybody's outside. My in-laws are on the porch. My wife is out there. We're like, come on, Jakai. You got this, boy. You can do this, boy. Come on, Jakai. You got it. Go, Jakai. Go. We're cheering him on. And all of a sudden, I'm not in the deep end good yet. He done psyched himself up to the point where he jumped before I get there. You talk about somebody Olympic swimming. I got you, boy. And guess what? By the time his head came out of the water, we were face to face. And what happened next? I want to do that again. That was fun. And you know why that was fun? It wasn't fun that he was jumped. What made it fun was that I was really there. And God is saying, I want y'all to be like Jakai. I know you're on the diving board of some of life's biggest challenges right now. But will you just jump? Daddy's there. I know you're on the diving board of some issues in your life, but will you just jump? Daddy will be there. I know that you're standing in front of some major challenges on the diving board of life, but will you jump? Daddy will be there. And too many of us have so much belief that we won't just jump. And God is saying, come on. I know you want that promotion. Just jump out there. Daddy's there. I want you to come out. I want you to be with me. Daddy will catch you. I will not leave or forsake you. This is what he's saying. And when Jakai jumped, I was there. And guess what else? He taught his siblings the same thing. 
All of my kids swim. Why? It started with his confidence in his father. It started with his confidence in me. And God is saying, will you just jump? You won't know what I can do until you let me do it. Just jump. Just jump. Wherever you're at in life, whatever diving board you're on, God is telling me to tell you Mosaic Church and even those on Facebook Live, jump. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.